playing against the 49ers, this game scares me, man. They go down, they're one and three. I think playoff chances are slowly slipping away. You're playing in the best division in the NFL. Another division game. We got the Cardinals at SoFi playing the Rams. Stafford has been great. I call Cooper Cup Stafford's best friend. Oh, by the way, Hopkins versus Jamal Ramsey. There's so many storylines. I love this. Welcome to another show of Big Ben and K-Win. I'm K-Win. Big Ben is out. Him and his wife had a baby just a couple days ago. So they're celebrating the birth of his daughter. On behalf of all of our fans everywhere, congratulations to Big Ben and his family. Baby Kennedy and Mama are doing well. Speaking of families, at No Filter Network, we have a host of content creators inside of our family. And today and every Wednesday throughout the NFL season, Big Ben and K-Win will bring to you the NFL Huddle. What is the NFL Huddle? It is our show, which consists of two main parts. The first part consists of a West Coast update. We only care about six teams here. That's the Western Standard Six. Those six teams are the Niners, the Raiders, the Rams, the Chargers, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. We'll give you the highs and lows of week three, the second segment, everyone's favorite segment, that is our Pro Pick'em partner. We have a special guest on the show. Each week we bring a new guest, and this week it's Michael Bumpus. You know Michael Bumpus. He was a star wide receiver who hailed from Culver City and then went on to Washington State and then went on to play in the NFL. You also know Michael because he's a football analyst for Root Sports, Pac-12 Network, and 710 ESPN Seattle. Michael will pick out a 10 NFL games. He'll try to see how many winners he can get. He'll see if he can beat our week one pro pick and partner, Alex Clancy, who is our year-to-date winner with seven. But before we get in the show, let's give a shout-out to our sponsor, 88 Acres. At 88 Acres on Instagram, at 88 Acres Food on Twitter, 80acres.com. It's delicious, healthy food. 88 Acres produces... Foods such as seed bars, butters, dressings, and granola. No fake sugars, no dairy, no gluten. All their products are made in their allergy-free bakery. So go to 80acres.com and use our promo code WST15. Again, that's WST15. You'll receive 15% off on all 88 Acres products. Seed bars, butters, salad dressing, granola, and much, much more. Good, delicious. Healthy food snacks brought to you by 80 Acres at 80acres.com, at 80 Acres on Instagram, at 80 Acres Foods on Twitter. Let's get into the show. The Western Standard Six, the six teams we care about, they're all West Coast. I turned on ESPN today. It was all about Patriots, Buccaneers, Ravens. We don't care about that. That's the wrong coast. It's the West Coast here. So let me break down it real quickly before Michael comes on in a couple minutes. The San Francisco 49ers. Last week, they hosted the Green Bay Packers at Levi Stadium. Sunday night football, the Niners were down a couple scores. They came back and took the lead with a pass over the middle to Kyle Juchek. So the Niners are up. There's 30 seconds left. Green Bay has no timeouts. The game's over, right? Nope. 
because the Green Bay Packers have the best duo in football today, many can argue. That's Aaron Rodgers, Calbert, Devontae Adams, Fresno State Bulldogs. Together, they connected on two passes over the middle, and then it was a walk-off field goal for Crosby. There is no quarterback controversy in San Francisco Niner country. Kyle Shanahan came on the air today and said, Jimmy G's his guy, and Jimmy G looked good. The Niners were missing a couple key pieces at running backs. He threw for two TDs, and he spread the ball out among his wide receivers. Seattle, they played the Vikings in Minnesota. Russ came into the game 7-0 and against the Vikings. Lock bet. Captain Kirk Cousins used all of his weapons, minus Dalvin Cook, who didn't play. He threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns. The Vikings went on to win. The Seahawks are now 1-2, and two, and they have a big game, a division game, against the Niners this week on Sunday. Rams versus Bucks. Some say this could be the NFC Championship preview. Well, if it was, it looked good for the Rams. Stafford threw for four TDs, and Brady threw for one. Cooper Cup continues to be Stafford's best friend. He caught nine passes for 96 yards and two TDs. And Deshaun Jackson, he went deep. He went vertical. Go check the tape. I said it way back in week one. He would be a big part of the offense. Not every week, but some weeks, because he allows the offense to go deep, stretch the field. Daryl Henderson might be back this week with the rib injury. And Aaron Donald had a first. He sacked Tom Brady for the first time in four games. Moving on, Cardinals versus the Jags. Byron Murphy intercepted two passes. One, he ran back for a touchdown. And James Conner scored two touchdowns on the ground. Kyler Murray spread the ball out among seven receivers, including A.J. Green with 112 yards, his first 100 receiving day. Since 2018, Christian Kirk also had 104 yards receiving. Chargers at Chiefs. The Chiefs turned the ball over four times. The Chargers converted three of those turnovers into scores. Justin Herbert, who carved up the Chiefs twice last year, carved them up again. He threw for four TDs and connected with Mike Williams on two of them. We need Big Ben to apologize on air to Mike Williams. He's got four TDs. He's looking great. He's playing well. And the Chargers are looking good. The Chiefs, on the other hand, moved to one and two. They've lost two games. They go back to Philly for Andy Reid, and the AFC West is back. Raiders, Broncos, Chargers, and the Chiefs at the bottom. Moving on, the Raiders and the Dolphins. Wild, wild game. Back and forth. The Raiders were down, came back. The Dolphins were down, came back, tied it, went to OT. Raiders won. Ugly win. But just like Al Davis says, just win, baby. Gruden came on air, says, I don't care how it looks. A win is a win. And he's right, because the Raiders are 3-0 and for the first time in 19 years. David Carr threw for over 386 yards, two TDs in the win. And Carr is leading the National Football League in passing with over 1,200 yards. That is your Western Standard recap. We will have Michael Pumpus on the air here shortly. So Big Ben wants to know if you put your name in the hat for the Wazoo job or any job, he says he's coming with you as your offensive line coach. <laughs> hey, if I get the job, he's got the job. We're we're a package deal. All right. I love it. I love it. Well, Michael, uh, it's been a while. Um, how are things on your end? Things are good, man. Can't complain. Uh, family is healthy. Kids are good. Wife is good grinding away, you know, working. It's football season, so this is my busy season. And, uh, man, I can't complain. How you doing? I'm doing good. 
podcast is rolling. Big Ben and I do this every Wednesday, the NFL Huddle. We get to talk to great guests like you and talk sports and just pick your brain about football. Things are moving forward. Everything's good. Good. Good stuff. All right. So we have 10 NFL games for you to pick from. But before we do that, we want to give our fans a little glimpse of Michael Bumpus. So we have some questions for you. First question, what is your claim to fame? A claim to fame? Dang. I've never been asked that question. I've been asked a lot of questions. <laughs> I've never been asked my, that question. My claim to fame, um, you know what? If, if you were at Wazoo when I was at Wazoo and you were in the stadium, at Martin Stadium, when I was returning punts, they used to play Bum, Bum, Bum by B2K. Oh, back there. So whenever I link up with people I went to school with, that's the first thing they say. Bum, bum, bum. So I would say B2K and pump returns, my claim to fame. <laughs> I love it. Bump City. Next question we have, because you uh you start at Washington State, you played for the Seahawks, you played in the NFL. The Denver Broncos are down two wide receivers right now. So yeah. bump, what would it take to get you out of retirement and in Denver? Playing for the Broncos. What would it take? It would take uh, maybe, I wouldn't even need a million. Give me like 800K. About 800K and at least two weeks to to prepare. Like I'm in pretty good shape. I work out and all that stuff. But football shape is something different. So 800K, 200 weeks, I mean, sorry, 200, two weeks to prepare and I'm good to go. I love it. I love it. Well, we're going to try to make that happen. We'll reach out to a couple people through Twitter and DMs and hopefully it eventually gets to the GM and they uh, give you a call and fly you out to Denver this week because they need some help. <laughs> and I think you can help out Denver. Yeah, yeah. They, they um, I mean, with Judy being down, it's uh, it's rough. Teddy's been doing a great job in Denver, though, man. I mean, people kind of counted him out. Wherever he goes, he seems to be competitive. So I'm, I'm rooting for, for Teddy and the squad. But, yeah, in today's game, uh, you got to be able to throw the rock. And if you don't have receivers, that ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. That is right. So, Michael, here we have 10 games. I'm going to walk you through the games. You're going to pick the winner of each game. We're going to banter around the games. It's straight up money line pick. Okay. Um, so you just say what team you like. I'll jot it down. And 18 weeks, we have 18 different guests, but we're only picking from 10 games. You might say, Kyle, why are you doing 10 games? Well, there's bye weeks. So there's not always the full slate. And then when we put together the rules, we were a little concerned about COVID if some teams couldn't play during bye weeks. So we think no matter what, there should always be 10 games. So that's why we have 10 games. That sound good? Good, let's do it. All right. And so we cover six teams here, all West Coast. So that is the 49ers, Rams, Chargers, Raiders, Cardinals, and Seahawks. Those are the six teams. So we're always picking their games. But this week, a lot of them are playing together. So we had to branch out and get some East Coast teams. So I'm going to walk down the, the teams right now. All right. Starting out on Thursday night, we have a rematch of the 2020 BCS Championship game, LSU versus Clemson. I'm talking about the Jags versus the Bengals because Trevor Lawrence was with Clemson and Burrow was with LSU and Burrow threw for five TDs, ran for another. It's a rematch here, Thursday night game. Who do you like and why? All right, well, uh, if we were in college, I'd probably go with the Jags with Trevor Lawrence and all that stuff. If you add Urban Meyer to the college game, 
Uh, that makes a big difference. But we're not in college anymore. This is this is grown man football. We're in the NFL, and I'm going with the Bengals simply because of Joe Burrow. He looks good. You got uh, Chase over there, Jamar Chase doing his thing, man. They've been they've been connected. It's funny how people thought he couldn't catch the football earlier in the season. You, you know, Burrow came out and said, man, I thought he couldn't catch the rock. Now they are getting things going. Um, I got to go with Cincy. Jacksonville Jaguars, man, they look lost over there. Now they had good moments against the Arizona Cardinals, right? They were up for a little bit. You thought they might pull that game off if you weren't watching the game. But you got a rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. You got a rookie head coach in the NFL in Urban Myers. And they look lost. They're still trying to find themselves. So where I feel like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and those guys got a good thing going. I'm going with LSU, a.k.a. the Bengals. That's right. And I was actually in Cincinnati um, at a wedding, and my Uber driver, of all people, I was talking fantasy football because he had a blog, and he says, many people forget this, but Jerry Rice, early in his career, preseason, he had a bunch of drops, too. Yeah. And he was able to figure out. So he, his one advice to me, which I didn't listen to, and that's why I'm 0-3, he's like, take Jamar Chase. Like, people are down on him, but he's going to get it right, and oh, has he got it right, and he looks good in Cincinnati. So I like that pick. I'm going Bengals as well. Get it. I like it. Moving on to the Sunday games. We're going to start out in the morning and then we'll get into the afternoon games. We got Washington at Atlanta. Some might say the best thing going on in Atlanta right now is Matty Ice's Tide commercial with Ice T <laughs> in Stone Cold Austin. But other than that, the Washington front four is going to look to apply pressure to Matt, slow him down, and see what they can do. Who do you like in this game? Yeah, that's exactly why I'm going with the Washington football team because of their front four, man. Uh, you win ball games with great defenses. You can win with great offenses, but you're going to allow other teams to stay in the game if you can't stop these guys. I like what Washington brings to the table. You got Chase Young over there. I, you know what? I was watching the game the other day, and dude, that's the captain patch. My <laughs> dude's in the league two years. He's a captain already, and this is typically voted on by your peers. So he's doing enough in the facility, outside the facility, in the community to make these guys believe. I just think you can win with a mediocre quarterback if you have a good defense. I'm going with WFT, Washington football team. I like that. They got Antonio Gibson who can make plays out of the backfield. They can put yes. him out. He was a receiver, I believe, in college at Memphis. Yep. He can yep. make plays. And then they got Scary Terry. I think they got too many offensive weapons, and they have a better defense. I like them as well. Terry McLaren Gibson uh, is the reason why I'm 3-0 in my <laughs> fantasy football league right now. Big ups, Gibson. Yeah. So, all right, next game, we got Detroit at Chicago. Who's going to start for Chicago? We're hearing that Nagy's saying all quarterbacks are in play. Dalton practice, Fields practice. He might even bring in Nick Foles. And it just makes my head spin because you draft Fields, he's the future, right? Obviously, you want to play him when he's ready. But you got Dalton. So why are you going to potentially throw Foles in the mix? So before I ask you who you're going to pick, do you think this is just like gamesmanship, making the other team prepare for three quarterbacks and they might have to spend an extra 45 minutes on Foles and they can't prepare for the other two? That's my first question. My second question is, is who do you think is going to win? Uh, I don't think it's gamesmanship. I think Nagy is – legit confused and has no idea what he's doing over there. I feel bad for the guy, I man. Even in, in press conferences, he looks lost. He's not sure of himself. And if we're getting that feeling from him, imagine what his football team is getting for him, right? You got, you got to be able to look at your leader and say, I, 
right, wrong, or indifferent, I'm going to follow you to the promised land, even if we don't get that. I don't get that feeling from him, and I genuinely think he doesn't know who he's, who he's going to play. Now, who's going to win this ball game? It ain't going to be Chicago. I, I just have no faith in Chicago. Even with how good that defense is, you need stability at the quarterback position, and he's shown that you can have a quarterback, a, a young quarterback, and still not know how to use him. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I, the, all the analysts have been saying the same thing about the Chicago Bears. Like, why is Fields dropping back 90% of the time? He's young. He's athletic. Get him outside the pocket. Let him make something out of nothing. He doesn't know how to drive the Lambo right now. He's grinding the gears <laughs> on a stick shift. You know what I mean? So um, I just have no belief. On the flip side, Detroit Lions, man, they've been in in almost every game they played this year. They take the Baltimore Ravens down to the wire. They lose in dramatic fashion, 66-yard field goal, a game winner, and uh, the longest kick in NFL history. That's That's a double whammy right there. So um, I, I like I like Detroit. I think golf has looked okay in Detroit. He looked better than I thought he was going to look because of the offensive woes that's going on in Chicago, the uncertainty with quarterback and a head coach who I just don't believe in right now, going with the Lions. I like that pick as well. Uh, they were saying Nagy picked up the play calling responsibilities. And if he's calling the plays, I think that has a lot to do with what we saw in Cleveland. Like, I don't believe it was the right scheme or the packages for Justin Fields to succeed. And now with all these different quarterbacks, and if he's still calling the plays, I don't have a lot of faith as well. I like your uh, Lions pick there. Moving on, we've got Tennessee at the New York Jets. Tennessee potentially could be without Julio and AJ. Both are banged up. And if that is true, we're going to see a heavy, heavy dose of King Henry. Who do you like in that game? That's a tough one, man, because if you don't have A.J., you don't have Julio, then you become one-dimensional. We know Tennessee wants to run the ball anyway. That's all what they did to Seattle, right? Got things going. Um, and then on the other side, Zach Wilson has looked okay. You know what I mean? Like he, he's looked like a rookie. You see the talent that he possesses. He's thrown a couple touchdowns. Like, you can't just throw – Wilson to the curve and say he's a rookie, he's done. The X factor is not having those two receivers in. So now this offense becomes predictable, right? We already knew they want to run the ball. Now they become extremely predictable. But just because you have veteran leadership over there at the quarterback position, Ryan Tannehill has been a guy that I haven't been able to completely buy into. But all he does is win ball games. I mean, it's been ridiculous what he's done in Tennessee. So I'm going to put it on the quarterback competition. Yeah, am I going to pick Zach or am I going to pick Ryan Tannehill? And I feel crazy for saying this. I'm starting to believe in Tannehill, just like I believe, <laughs> starting to believe in Kirk Cousins. I'm sure we'll get there or maybe get there later. But it's like these are two guys who do just enough to make you question yourself. And because of that, because he's going up against a rookie, I'm going to have to go with the Tennessee Titans. They're going to want to run the ball anyway. They'll get their tight end involved. They'll have their their plays. Um, I think Zach is just still learning how to be a pro. Yeah. I mean, rookie coach, rookie quarterback, they're learning some yeah. things, the new system together. I like the Tennessee pick, even if they are one-dimensional. Next up, we got Kansas City in Philly. Andy Reid going back to Philly. Chiefs have lost two straight games. The world is coming to an end in Kansas City. <laughs> No, it's not really, Um, but everyone is concerned. I'm a little concerned about the turnovers. The Chiefs are turning the ball over and it's a shootout 
And a lot of these games, it's the last team that has the ball or if the Chiefs have enough time to come back. Um, so who do you like? Because Philly's got Jalen Hurts. They got Devontae Smith. They've got some people who can make some plays and score some points. Who do you like in this game? Yeah, they got some guys over there. Um, we all know what, who and what the Chiefs possess. Uh, they have, they're still one of the best offensive teams out there, I believe. For the first time, we saw a no-look pass not work for Patrick Mahomes against the Chargers. Um, this shows that he is human. But I look at those weapons, and I'm like, there's no way you're going to be able to hold these guys down forever. And then I see the struggles that Philly had with Dallas last week and Jalen Hurts. And we got to remember, man, yeah, he played some games last year, but this is his first time coming into a season being a starter. He's still got some things to figure out. You're throwing two young receivers. Uh, you're you're going to have to lean on your tight end and your run game, whereas the Chiefs, their playbook is going to be wide open. And I, I think because they have this experience, they've been to Super Bowls, they've been to conference championships, they're going to figure this thing out. And they just signed my guy, Josh Gordon, man. That's another yeah. weapon that they're going to have. Just come off the bench, cast three passes, and then you can go sit down again. They, they have a plethora of, uh, of ball catchers and, and skilled guys over there. You can't keep a good thing down too long of going with the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs too. Yeah. Flash Gordon coming back and you're going to double Kelsey, double Hill. Gordon's open. There's, you got to pick your poison and there's too many options. And with Mahomes behind center, I like the Chiefs chances. They'll get this right. And we'll be looking back at this as just a blip on the radar. So Chiefs. All right. The afternoon games. We're going to start with the Seahawks who you cover and know very well against San Francisco. So both teams lost last week. The Seahawks are one and two. The Niners are two and one. Niners are banged up at running back. The Niners, as of right now, there's no QB controversy, according to Mike Shanahan. Um, the uh, Seahawks are playing well. They got a new offense coordinator. There were some concerns around DK, but he had some catches and had a touchdown last week. Uh, what kind of insight can you give us about coming into the game from what you're hearing on Seattle and then just break down what you like and um, who you think is going to win? Well, Seattle has to get some things right. Overall, they're the worst defense in the NFL right now, ranked number 32, um, and and for good reason. I mean, they're giving up. It seems like against the Vikings, Kirk Cousins looked like, you know, a pro bowler, which he has been a pro bowler. And, that, and that's right. We talked about Kirk Cousins. He is a sneaky individual. He does just enough to make you believe, not enough to make you truly believe. Um, so the Hawks have things to fix defensively. Offensively, they have things to fix too, right? They go two games where they look good in the first half and the second half they get shut out. And I think a lot of that has to do with them not having the football. They had three to four possessions in the second half the last two weeks um, when it comes to the second half and just possessing the ball. You can't possess the ball. You can't score. That means your defense is out there and they're having long drives on them. Things have to tighten up on that defense end. I think the coverage is soft, and I think that they're not getting pressure on the quarterback. We'll see how they address that. Now, when it comes to – the 49ers playing against the 49ers, this game scares me, man. They go down, they're one and three. I think playoff chances are slowly slipping away. You're playing in the best division in the NFL. Uh, every, what, the Rams undefeated, Cardinals undefeated. Um, the Niners have one loss, 30 seconds away from winning that game, and the Hawks are at the bottom of the barrel with, with two losses. This is going to be a tough one, and this is a tough one for me to call because I think the Hawks can lose this game. Seriously do. I think that because they the 49ers are healthy on defense and they have these weapons on offense, Jimmy Garoppolo is not 
going to amaze you with his play. He's going to dink and dunk. He's going to run his screens, cross and routes, get it to his receivers. They got Brandon Ayuk. They got Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Sermon in the backfield. Scored his first rushing touchdown last week. But I'm a believer, and I think that the Hawks are going to do just enough to squeak by. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be a convincing win. I think Russell Wilson is going to have to look like the MVP that we saw last year for them to do this. Last year, they have the worst defense in the league at this point, but they have one of the best offenses. I think they have to get back to that. I'm going to take the Seahawks. If they lose this game, I think their season is is slowly coming to an end. I agree. I think there's more at stake for the Seahawks. They have to win this. And Ben and I were talking about this. It's hard to win in the division, so you almost definitely have to win out of division because you're going to split some games in the division. So Seahawks definitely need this. Um, I'm a Niners fan, so I agree with everything you say, except the picking the winner. So I'm just going to go San Francisco because I'm from the Bay. Moving on, we have another division game. We got the Cardinals at SoFi playing the Rams. Stafford has been great. I call Cooper Cup Stafford's best friend. We haven't even really seen Robert Woods get into the action quite yet. Daryl Henderson could get back. Deshaun Jackson's going deep, going vertical. And then Kyler is using all his weapons. He's got Edmonds. He's got Connor. He's got A.J. Green, who had 100 yards for the first time since 2018. Oh, by the way, Hopkins versus Jamal Ramsey. There's so many storylines. I love this. So what do you think? is going to be the outcome of this game and what are some of the keys this has the potential to be the best game of the year so far with all these weapons that you just talked about you match that up with a rams defense that's been on point for the last two or three seasons you got aaron donald and leonard floyd on the other side of the football then you mentioned my guy cooper cup eastern washington stand up uh, one of my favorite receivers in the league does everything well route runner catch run after the catch it's beautiful then you go over to Arizona side, you mentioned Hopkins, AJ, you got a rookie, Rondell Moore, who's getting it done, Chase Edmonds, you got Connor. I mean, we can go on and on about <laughs> all these offensive weapons. It's nuts, right? I bet you if you have two offensive players from the Rams and Arizona on your fantasy team, I'm pretty sure you're doing okay. I'm just yep. going to say that right now. Uh, but I think the Rams are the best team in football right now. I, I really think they are. With Matthew Stafford, you have that that – veteran leadership and that poise, man. I broke down some film of the Rams, obviously, because the Hawks play these guys in a couple weeks, and he just looks super poised. And Sean McVay is making us look like he was right. I'm going to go ahead and spend all these first-round picks because I believe the quarterback position is where we've been lacking the most, and it seems like it's true. I think the Rams have too much on offense, especially with the OG, Deshaun Jackson. Caught his 33rd touchdown over 50 yards. That's wow. second in the NFL history right now. The OG's still getting it done. I just think there's too much over there, and I think that Kyler Murray depends so much on scramble plays that eventually that's going to bite you in the butt. It's looked good for the first few weeks, but when you play a disciplined team like the Rams, I think they're going to corral you. I'm going with the L.A. Rams, man. L.A. Rams, that's right. Yeah, everyone was talking, oh, they mortgage their future, they mortgage their future. Well, if they get to the Super Bowl and win it in the next couple of years, that's what every team wants to do anyway. So exactly. it's you can either draft and develop, free agent, mortgage your future. I think the Rams, in my opinion, they did what they had to do because this is L.A., right? Like if you've seen SoFi, there's all these celebrities. There's all this buzz around the Rams because they could win it this year and they have the team to do it. Oh, that's even football right now. 
All right, next game, we have Pittsburgh at Green Bay. Both teams, in my opinion, going in opposite directions. Pittsburgh won week one against the Bills. Then they lost the last two weeks, and it wasn't pretty. The Packers lost week one, and everyone thought, oh, it's it's going down. Rodgers going to want to ask for a trade, bounce back two big wins. So you got Pittsburgh one and two. You got Green Bay two and one. You got Pittsburgh coming to Green Bay. Who do you like in this game? Pittsburgh is done. <laughs> Pittsburgh is done. And, and it is sad to see because I've had the privilege to watch every game of Ben Roethlisberger's career, right? I mean, I feel like I grew up with Ben Roethlisberger coming out of Miami. Of, did he go to Miami of Ohio? Yeah, right? Miami, Miami of Ohio. Ohio. Wins a Super Bowl early in his career. He's Big Ben. He's just mobile enough. He's got weapons. He's got a great defense, but that's what he's lacking. He doesn't have a great defense right now. Got a rookie running back who was supposed to help you out. I saw a clip, man, of Ben Roethlisberger rolling to the right, trying to throw the football. He falls face down on the ground. Yeah. It, it it just made me sad because he's done so many great things. I just don't, I just don't think he has enough, man. I, I, I don't see this happening. I think Steelers take an L, and it's the beginning of the end. This might be the first season that Tomlin has a losing record. Yeah, and I'm wondering, like, projecting out, too, what's going to happen if they're losing, right? I mean, are they going to stick with Big Ben? Are they going to bring someone else in? Like, we don't want Ben to go out, like, not playing, like Eli Manning holding a clipboard, you know? So I hope, for Pittsburgh's sake, they get back into the hunt and we can see Big Ben at least play in a competitive environment. But we shall see. It's not looking pretty as of right now. And if we see Kyle Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins, I'm 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 gonna lose it. My my heart hurts for Big Ben, man. I hear you. So we got a Sunday night game. There's a little hype. There's not really much storyline coming up um, in Foxborough. Kidding aside, <laughs> we've got Tom Brady and the Bucks going to Foxborough to play the Pats. I turned on ESPN today, the first 30 minutes, that's all they talked about. Turn to the NFL Network, that's all they talked about. That's all anyone cares about. Belichick versus Brady. Tom's homecoming. Well, Gronk is coming home too. And Antonio Brown, if you count his one game a couple years back. So what do you think about the Brady versus Belichick matchup? And who do you select to win in this? Joe in chat says this is the lock bet of the year. Yeah. I love it, man. I mean, if if this game weren't happening, I think everyone would be zoned in on the Rams and Arizona. But this is the biggest storyline, especially with all the drama that's been coming out from there, right? They're saying that Bill Belichick and Brady broke up over a text pretty much. Like, they haven't really talked to each other. Um, who's helped who the most in their career is what they were saying. I believe a few weeks ago was the 20-year anniversary that Bledsoe, go Cougs, got knocked out and – Tom Brady comes in. Like, there's so much to talk about when it comes to this game. Um, I appreciate the hype, and I love the hype, and the NFL is made for this. Now when it comes to football, I don't think New England stands a chance. I really don't. I think that Tom Brady is going to impose his will on Mac Jones. Tom Brady is the type who's going to shake your hand. He's going to smile in your face, but he's sitting at aura over you like, look, man, you're about to get smacked, all right? Um, I'm coming home. I have a good defense. All 22 starters are back. I got my boy Grunt, Antonio's here. I got two running backs in the back that who can get it done. I just don't see Belichick having enough 
firepower to really slow this guy down. Now, it's not, I don't think it's going to be a super high scoring game. I say like 28 to 17 or something like that. But all Tom Brady has to do is go 25 for 30, 260 yards, two touchdowns. And I think that's going to be enough. I think what people are going to really lock in on are the reactions, right? Tom Brady on the sideline when he has his individual camera, Belichick on the sideline. They're going to flip over to the the Manning mega cast and see what they're talking about. I mean, like, this is like a, a Super Bowl within the season right now, right? Yeah. There's so much drama behind this, but I think the Bucks are just too much right now. Yeah, the Bucks are too much. Um, the Patriots' biggest problem has been protecting their quarterback, Mac Jones. Um, I read today he's been hit 28 times. Like, he just doesn't have enough time is the first problem I see. And the second problem is, is Tampa's going to score. And I don't see, I don't think New England can score in the mid-20s or the high-20s, and I think that's what it's going to take to win this game. So I agree, greatest game of the year, most hype of the year, the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl in terms of the media, I got uh, the Bucks winning as well. So if we move into Monday night, we have an old-fashioned shootout. We've got the Las Vegas Raiders against the Chargers. Two quarterbacks that are playing at a high level and two offenses, passing offenses, that are in the top five in the NFL. So tell me a, bit, a little bit about your thoughts on this game and who you like to win. I love this game, man, and I love it because, one, I can root for a duck. It's hard for me to root for a duck being a Wazoo guy. I like what Herbert is bringing to the table. He's got Mike Williams over there and Keenan Allen. I mean, the, the offense is crazy. And then you go to the other side and you have – Probably one of the nicest quarterbacks in the league, right? I read, read a story about Derek Carr pulling over to help somebody change their tire, gives them a ride. Like, I mean, it's it's not what you expect from a Las Vegas quarterback, right? And then uh, Waller, man, that tied in from Las Vegas, he's making a case like, look, you guys talk about Kelsey, talk about uh, George Kittle. Don't forget about me. I'm one of the best in the league as well. See if Josh Jacobs is healthy. They can run the rock there. I think this I would go Arizona versus the Rams, Bucks versus New England, and then this is the next game that I'm looking forward to seeing. And it's a toss-up right now. My heart wants to see the Raiders win because the NFL is is at its best when the Raiders like when the Raiders win, when the Cowboys, Green Bay, like all those storied franchises, the Niners, when they're winning, the NFL is in good hands. And it's nice to see these guys go to Vegas in your new stadium, do your thing. Um, I think it's going to be a tough one. But I think that Derek Carr has been around the block a few times, and he's 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 in Vegas. He's used to the, to the bright lights. I think they're going to pull it off. I think Waller's going to have 12 catches for 120 and two touchdowns. Raiders. Well, and if you saw last week, the Raiders won, and they won ugly. Yeah. And they beat the Ravens where they came back, and they won in those pressure situations. And the knock on the Chargers over the last couple of years has been – all these one possession losses, they make dumb mistakes, bad play calling, penalties at the most, you know, inopportune time. I just think the Raiders have proven that they can win and they will win ugly. Um, so I got the Raiders winning as well. Oh, my father-in-law will be proud. He's a Raider through and through. Through and through. All right. Well, since we have 10 games, there's the possibility of there could be a tie. Two of our special guests could tie with the same number of picks. So we have a tiebreaker here. The tiebreaker is total points on the Monday night game. So your Monday night game is Raiders versus Chargers. Total points. 
total points. I'm going to go with 53. 53. This, this feels right. I don't even know what the split is. 53, this feels right. I'm just throwing that out to the atmosphere. Go to work for me. Go to work. All right, well, we'll just wrap up your picks and we'll let you off here. So you got Cincinnati, you got Washington, Denver, Tennessee, Casey. You're going Seattle against my Niners. Yeah. You're, going, you're going Rams. Steelers are done. You're going Green Bay. You got the Buccaneers. You got the Raiders. You got 53 points. All right. Well, good luck to you. We're keeping a total. We're keeping a tally. The wind is going to get the the winner is going to get a special belt, like a little plaque engraved in. We're going to ship it out to you. If you get it, we're going to come on air. We're going to have a nice little ceremony, and we're going to be playing bump 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 bump. bump. <laughs> hey, appreciate you, Big Ben K. Win, man. Appreciate you guys. All right. Well, before we let you go, can you tell our listeners where they can, you know? find you online or hear about you or watch you on TV as you break down football and cover all the highs and lows of football. Yep. Um, on all handles, Michael Bumpus, then the number five is where you can find me. Uh, during the weekends, I'll do Pac-12 work. This week, I'm going to cover the USC Colorado game. I'll be in Colorado. Uh, Sundays, I am the the lead host for the Seahawks pre and post game show. So on 17 ESPN, holler at me there. Then throughout the week, just go to Seahawks.com, and I got a bunch of podcasts and video film session to break down. Doing my thing, man. All right. Well, thank you, Michael. And everyone, next week, we for week five, we've got Kyle Madsen, a.k.a. K-Boogie, Candlestick Chronicles. He does some work for radio up in the Bay Area. He will be our special guest picker. But thanks for coming on, Michael. It's always a pleasure. We have to have you back on at some point just to kind of catch up on the NFC West. Yes, sir. Have a good one. All right, take care.